Hey yo, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm Sabrina, here to chat with you about what it takes to look and feel like a badass. Fun fact, it's not about 1200 calorie diets and workouts you hate. Nope. Instead, we'll talk about lifestyle habits, mindset, and attitude around sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, all dumped in a great big bucket of self-awareness and personal growth. Each week, I'll give you strategies and actions that you can apply directly into your day-to-day life so that you're making sustainable changes over time. So if you're ready to get your shit together, for reals this time, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, welcome back my friends. Thanks for joining me for another episode. I hope you're enjoying this episode while out walking in the sunshine or otherwise doing something that you enjoy. It's sunshine walking weather here and I am all for it. This is going to be a relatively brief episode, I think, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. I do tend to babble, but I want to use this time to wrap up the Be Badass With Me mini challenge by talking about my experience as a participant versus my experience as a challenge host, share some lessons learned and some takeaways to drive what's next. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the future of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast and where I'm planning on taking things with my business. So let's get into it and debrief the challenge. In general, as a challenge host, I had a pretty good time with this because it helped me weave together the four wellness pillars that I prefer to focus on, so sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, and demonstrate how they overlap and influence each other, which as a creator and as a coach, this was awesome because I can say that these things work together until I'm blue in the face, but walking participants through a challenge allows me to demonstrate it in a way that makes it real to them because they're applying it to their own day-to-day life and it's no longer abstract. As a challenge host, though, one of the things that didn't work so great was not having much activity or engagement. I will say that I expected this because realistically, I have almost no following or audience. I'll just be real about that. And I knew this going into it. This was not a shock to me. I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about this when I get to talking about what's next for the podcast. Consequently, though, it sucked a lot of the fun out of this experience as a challenge host, since the idea of people going through this with me, as in the Be Badass With Me challenge, emphasis on with me, was a big part of the overall idea. So while I feel good about how the challenge went overall in terms of its structure and the value it provides, It was not a great experience from an engagement perspective, and I take full responsibility for that. On the other side of things, as a participant, I'll admit I got a little frustrated, and I got frustrated because my life is an ebbing and flowing dumpster fire, and I did not feel like I had enough time to tweak what I wanted to do and get good at it before adding on the next thing. I addressed this to some extent in the very first launch episode for this challenge. I said if participants needed more time to work on a habit that they should take it before advancing to the next part of the challenge. As a participant and simultaneously as the host, I didn't have that luxury and I kind of needed it. One of the things this really demonstrates though is that I think it really was too much too fast given that the people I'm intending this for are people who are struggling to find some stability amongst a lot of change in their lives. For people in this space, more time is needed to really grow, pivot, and adjust. Especially since, as I've mentioned before, achieving health and wellness goals is not a linear journey. It just isn't. 
You try things, they work to varying degrees, you reevaluate, and you change directions, and you try again. This was one thing that I think I demonstrated really well as a participant because I had to pivot a lot, and I tried to be really real about all of that along the way. The problem with that, though, was that because I didn't have time to really work through the process before adding more onto it, I really did not hold myself as accountable as I would have liked. In fact, I was very lackadaisical through a lot of it because I felt so far behind that I just couldn't get motivated to catch up. And I couldn't get motivated to catch up because, well, in the real world, that's just not how this works. I think this demonstrates the inherent problem with health and wellness challenges. They can be great for initial motivation and finding your community for accountability, but within a challenge structure, it's never going to be realistic in the way that creates long-term sustainability. Let me rephrase. You can learn things from a challenge like this that you can sustain long-term, but it's not going to be the one and final answer to achieving everything that you want to achieve. It's a stepping stone. This highlights what I originally set out to do in the beginning with my business, though, which was not to create a challenge necessarily, but instead create a course. I wanted to create a course that gives people a blueprint to living a healthy lifestyle that fits their goals, needs, likes, and dislikes, and really makes them feel better. What's occurring to me now is that a typical course structure wouldn't work for this overall idea and have it have the same impact or the same punch that I want it to for the same reason this challenge didn't work for me as a participant. Instead, what a course should probably look like in this case is more like a decision-making map. Do you know what I'm talking about? I probably can't explain this well, especially since I'm more of a visual person myself. But you have a situation where you need to make a choice, and then based on that choice, you're faced with a series of other circumstances or directions that can go and follow those choices until the end. I'll see if I can find a visual to share in the show notes so you can get an idea for what I'm talking about. Anyway, my point is, I don't think a standard linear course would work with what I was trying to achieve with this challenge. Instead, After the first week, a participant should be asked, how confident did you feel with your habit this week? I'd give maybe three options, confident, meh, and not confident. Based on how the participant responded, they would then be taken to the appropriate next step other than being pushed forward, regardless of whether they were actually ready for that next step. And that process would continue until the person reached the end. And the end being the end of the content that I provide And hopefully that would be a point where they are set up to sustain what they were trying to sustain um, in the long term so that the habits and the, the ultimate goal that they had for themselves, they've achieved that or set themselves up to achieve that on their own. The other part of this challenge that was a little bit of a struggle from both the participant and host perspectives was that some of the habits or lifestyle changes I suggested along the way were not based on daily habits. When you think about things that are going to be good for you, it might not be a daily thing, which can make it harder to practice in such a short amount of time. The sticky part about that is that it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to prioritize practicing things that you do one, two, or three times a week, or even once a month, depending on what it is. Things like that, though, don't fit in this challenge structure. On the one hand, this challenge doesn't need to be everything to everyone. It's okay to focus on the daily things you can do and really drive that home. But it does shine a light on the gap, which is the stuff that isn't as habit-based or fits neatly into a routine or every day. 
how those things are approached would be different from a day-to-day thing. So that might be better as a separate practice. The separate practice being that, you know, we have this one structure for the daily habits and we have this other structure for the more inconsistent habits or behaviors or lifestyle. They're different enough that I think they could be approached differently. I'm just thinking out loud at this point, so hopefully that makes sense. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, even if you didn't participate in the challenge. What do you think you need more of in your life right now? Day-to-day habit practice or some of the oddball, more infrequent or circumstantial behavior practices? To wrap up my thoughts on this challenge, I'm walking away from it feeling more heavily what was lacking from both participant and host perspectives. All it really means is that I need to continue to practice the things that I talked about along the way as a participant because I will fully admit I do need more practice. And the purpose of this was just to be a jumping off point. And ultimately, while I did feel it was lacking in a lot of ways, this challenge accomplished what I set out for it to accomplish. One, I stopped procrastinating, waiting for it to be perfect before putting it out into the world. I just did it. Two, I learned a lot about myself and my habits personally. This was something that I wanted to get out of it. It wasn't just as a coaching or learning opportunity for others. It was so that I could really have something to stick with myself. And three, I learned a lot about what I want to do with this challenge or learning opportunity in the future. If I were to do this a second time, I have a really good idea for what I would change in order to make it even more successful. One of the things I learned about myself in this challenge is actually going to be the transition into the next topic for this episode, which is what's next for my business and my podcast. What I learned during this challenge was that I'm not a social media person, and that makes it really hard to be successful in this space. Let me explain. The challenge would have been more successful if I had been more willing to put myself out there. I mentioned the lack of engagement, and like I said, I take full responsibility for that. Frankly, I didn't put in the work for the engagement to happen. I was inconsistent on Instagram and on Facebook, in part because it's just not fun to be putting stuff out there and not get much interaction in return. But you have to be consistent about putting stuff out there before people will trust you enough to really engage with you. So it's a bit of a catch-22. At the end of the day, it's just not my jam, so I didn't really do it. There are so many things I could have done along the way to make this more enjoyable and an engaging experience for my audience. Daily story check-ins, a post or two a day in the Facebook group, just showing up. It's just not me. I feel like this is obvious, but maybe not. I'm such an introverted and private person that sharing as much as I do through my podcast alone makes me uncomfortable. So the thought of then pushing that to the next level and further opening the door to my life is nearly debilitating to me. The problem with this is that this was problematic not just for the challenge, but it has really made it difficult to be successful in my business. The discomfort in putting myself out there has really held me back from making a lot of progress. My excuse has largely been that I don't have time. There's a little bit of truth to that, but not as much as I let myself believe. There's a lot of parallels here with like health and wellness habits too. My time is limited for sure. I work a full-time job and I'm dealing with a lot of things in my life that are stressful. Time sucks. So it's not so much that I don't have time. It's that my time is precious and I don't necessarily want to spend it doing more work. So what now? I think back to one of the very first episodes I did, episode four, the question that changed everything. In this episode, I talked about the value of asking myself, what do I want? 
What do I actually want? This is a very difficult introspective question, though it sounds simple. It is simple, but it's not easy. I asked myself this question and then hit the ground running with my business over a year ago. There have been a lot of highs and lows and lessons learned since then. There have been some really great things that have come out of it, including connections with people who have become very important to me. And now that I'm coming up on nearly a year since I published my first podcast episode, I'm asking myself again, what do I want? I told myself in the beginning that the only failure is quitting. And there's this idea about how, like, with your health goals, progress is very, very slow. So if you quit too early, you may never know how successful you can be because you just didn't give it enough time to work. These are the things floating around in my head right now as I try to figure out what's next for my business and my podcast. I don't want to fail, but I also don't want to pursue something that isn't bringing me the joy that I thought it would. And while I love helping people feel like their best and most badass selves, there are a lot of elements to this business that just aren't worth it to me. So what do I want? I want to do things on my own schedule, in my own way, and do it for the joy of it and not because I'm dissatisfied in the career that I'm in. I want to be able to freely prioritize the things that bring me joy and not feel obligated to work on something just to stick to a schedule. I love this podcast. I do not love the pressure of putting out consistent content once a week. I love working with people one-on-one to really help them figure out what path works best for them to help them feel their best. I love nerding out and putting together resources that could help people who need a little more structure and support to achieve their goals. I hate how critical social media is to my success in this space. I hate the idea of exposing myself even more than I already have and opening myself up to the nastiness that lives on the internet and social media. Honestly, I'm just way too sensitive for that. I hate being pitched to and love-bombed by business coaches online and understanding that it's just part of the game. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be part of the reason that people see a new follow or a friend request and wonder, What is this person trying to sell me? That's a lot of babbling that doesn't really answer the question about what's next, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm taking a break to regroup. I'll step back from my podcast and from my business and give myself a chance to breathe and just live my life and rediscover hobbies and have experiences to make memories. I never wanted to be the kind of person who lives to work. I want to work to live. How long will the break be? I don't fully know yet. There's a part of me that's thinking, okay, I'll take a break for the summer and come back to some extent in September. I still think this might be the case to some extent. However, if I do that, it's not likely that I'll be coming back with once a week episodes. The frequency will be less often, possibly even completely inconsistent. This is horrible practice from a business standpoint, but when the podcast comes back, it'll come back because I have fun with it. And I do. I have a lot of fun with my podcast, and it allows me to be more authentically myself than I can be in my day job. But I don't like being a slave to a schedule, especially when I'm not willing to put in the time it would take to do the other things to go along with it to really make it what it could be. So the podcast will be back. I'll continue to coach people, but it'll be on sort of an as-requested basis. I'm not going to try and sell my services and market myself and all of that. I'll be open about the fact that I'm a coach and willing to work with people, and that will be enough. Where I'll likely be spending more time and energy is in the resources and educational materials to help people who are more like me, 
more self-paced, do-things-on-their-own kinds of people. This will look like creating digital products like workbooks, planners, and maybe journals. There might also be tangible products, but honestly, it'll be whatever I feel like doing and what I feel motivated to do. Because the end goal is no longer to create a business to be self-sustainable so that I can quit my job. It's about engaging in the subject matter that I'm passionate about using creative outlets that I enjoy. If I make a little extra money along the way, that's awesome. If not, that's okay. I'm excited about all of this because it takes the pressure off. I'm fortunate that I have a good job with a stable company that I've been with for nearly 10 years. I have a lot of benefits and perks. I have bigger ideas than what I can express in that job, but I think there's space for both, and I think that's the direction this is going. This is me practicing what I preach and setting some boundaries so that I can really find the joy and make the most of my life in a way that's going to be meaningful and important to me. When Badass is the New Skinny comes back from the summer break, it will likely be more about my personal experiences and my personal journey rather than trying to be the coach and the guide for people. Not to say that there won't be lessons and information for others to benefit from, but that probably won't be the primary goal. As a result, I'm sure it'll shrink my potential audience, and that's okay. My goal with the podcast is changing, and it's less about the size of the audience and more about putting out content I enjoy and share experiences that maybe others can learn from or be entertained by. That was a lot more babbling than I thought I would do, but I got on a roll and it felt good. So it is what it is. I'll wrap up by saying that my little OCD self can't deal with ending the podcast on episode 48 when I'm so close to 50 which is not only a nice round number and milestone, but it's also the intended end point for season two of the podcast. So we're going to roll with it. I'm still playing around with what I want to do with the last two episodes and what those will be about, but they're going to be some variation of mastering the basics and maybe setting yourself up for success this summer. Nothing like a good summer kickoff episode, right? Time will tell. We'll, we'll see what I'm inspired to talk about. Alrighty, my friends, I hope this has been enjoyable or entertaining at least. Not so much the educational value with this one, but that's okay. Variety is good. Thanks for hanging in there with me. I greatly appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day and week and do something that brings you joy and makes you smile. I'll catch up with you next time. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram, tag a friend or two, and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Catch you next time. Later.